Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, good friends, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. We have been with you, uh, this is minute one, but Dave is fumbling around with audio. He, he said, it, this is not funny, a lot of swear words. He, we couldn't hear him for a while, but we're going to hear him loud and clear now, right, Dave? I'm going <laughs> to swear up a blue streak and not just about how lucky Matt Nagy got last night. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, we also should promote, Charlotte, our extra points for extra pay parlay. How does this work? Now, we've beaten the company that sponsors us, Fandle, two out of four weeks. We've cost them about a million and a half dollars. We made a decision. We're like, maybe we should we should lay back a little, pick losers, or should we go forward? And we left it up to you. And what did you say? Well, it was a real tough decision, Sal. <laughs> um, you know, I was trying to go with just the the best information I had available for my team. For you know, first mm-hmm. of all, thank you all for coming out. Uh, no, we're gonna win. We decided yes. we want to win. We don't want to lose. We're not losers. We have to win. We we're we the. We're going to be the anti-Titans here. We're we're going to do good for pro football here. We're not we're not we're not going to be like what they got going on down there. You know what I was thinking about it, and as, uh, if you're uh, unfamiliar with the you show, shame on you. But yes, I was thinking. I was oh. actually thinking the extra points for extra uh, pay parlay. What Fanduel does, they boost our picks a point. They boost the odds on the entire parlay, and we've beaten them two out of four weeks. And one of the weeks we lost, Charlotte, Miss mm. Weisenheimer, we lost because of you. It was at half a point. So we almost won three out of four weeks. This would have been a, a big, we would have cost them a couple million bucks. Yeah, if right I here. hadn't totally screwed it up. It's all right. It was the Titans. And then they, in turn, oh, that's screwed karma. the entire that's league. That's karma. That's exactly. what that is. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Titans, Dave uh, hit on the Bears, Bucks. Let's recap that. Thursday night football. Three and a half and 43 wait and a half. Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's the matter? Yes, we do have a ton to get to. We have some great games coming up on <laughs> Sunday. Chiefly, Steelers, Eagles, Wentzelvania. Uh-huh. Don't you All mean that. Steelers, Lee? But yeah, muzzle tub to uh, to our pal cousin Sal for a gangbusters season debut on Fox. Oh, night. thank you, thank yes, you. Yes, you were and, uh, so funny. I was truly, I laughed out loud, Sal. You don't have to do this. I, this is very <laughs> nice of you. And the the great Aaron Andrews helped out on my uh, pregame comedy bit. Yeah, and I know it was good because uh, everyone on my payroll uh, texted and said you did a great job. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that that's how you know. That's how you know it was good. But yes, thank you. Um, Bears Bucks. I picked the Bucks though. I think Aaron Andrews distracted me walking away from our bit, uh, uh, acting that way. But I picked the Bucks. They were up. They blew the lead. They won twenty to nineteen. Uh, they lost twenty to nineteen. The Bears won. I I don't know where to start with this, Dave. You could start with Nagy getting uh, lucky because he should have run the ball three times and set up for the same field goal he had and left Tom Brady with no time. Instead, they left Tom Brady with a minute and a half. And the big story now is Tom Brady went for it on fourth down, thinking it was third down. Bruce Arians claims that, no, Brady knew it was uh, fourth down. I don't think so. I think when you throw incomplete on fourth down, you rush off the field. You don't look to the sideline and hold up a four, right? That's my experience. It was. It really was a roller coaster of emotions and uh, and for your eyeballs, a lot of stuff was lying to your eyes there in the first half. If you were on Twitter for the game, it was it was a fascinating journey. As Nick Foles was the worst quarterback in history, and nevertheless, he still got over on the greatest quarterback of all time. There was a nose tackle wearing number fifty, the largest guy on the field, <laughs> Vita Vea, as usual. That always throws me off. Um, but yes, ultimately there were two things that jumped out at me a- a- along with the, the, uh, tidal wave of yellow flags that were unnecessary. It's two things Tom Brady did that no one else in the world could get away with without being just completely vilified one shouting down, screaming at his teammates. Imagine if anyone else under the sun did mm-hmm. that, how, how, uh, atrocious as I tweeted in, in the time I, I got the vapors considering the national case of vapors people would get if anyone else dared to yell at a teammate the way Tom did one and two Tom Brady didn't know what down it was I don't care what Bruce Arians has to say clearly I mean our, our eyes 
weren't deceiving us here. Obviously, he thought it was fourth down, mm -hmm. and he didn't know it. Imagine, imagine if anyone else, if Cam Newton, let's say, didn't right. know what down it was, how how Football America would well, react I think to that. The whole thing get, was weird. It did get a lot of, I mean, it was the uh, fly on the head of the night, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. with, uh, true, with Brady, true. for sure. Charlotte, though, did you feel bad for your guy? I mean, that was a senior moment, for sure, for getting fourth down. Um, there's also him yelling on the sidelines, which I kind of like that. I like when yeah. he's fiery, but it, it usually, I, I like that he's angry. I was like, oh, he's imperfect. That's good. It usually follows with a perfect performance, uh, but it did not this time. Yeah, I mean, I, weird. I didn't feel, I, weird, I don't know. I didn't feel that bad for him. I, I feel like if you're going to scream like that, if you're going to be that aggressive about it, and then you don't know what down it is, that kind of takes some <laughs> of that credibility away. You know, yeah. it's like if you demand perfection of other people and then so blatantly just screw up, it's sort of like you look like an asshole. Um, yeah. I also think that, you know, with a minute, what was it, a minute and a half left to win the game, he, I, the minute that first throw was not good. I was like, he's not going to do it. Mm. I, like I felt, I felt the opposite of the confidence that I would feel when he was with Belichick, when he was on the pats and he gets the ball back and you're like, we still got this. It's going to be great. And then it usually was this time. I was like, I don't think this is going to work out. And then for it to not work out in such um, sort of blooper real fashion right. was, I mean, by transitive property is Nick Foles the goat. I tweeted this. I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's the best. He's, he's the, the greatest best of, all of all time. time. <laughs> he couldn't complete a pass in the first half. He, he gets that wheel route to the running back. It's all he seems to need to do. Yeah. Listen, one point. Uh, it's all you need. But I'll say this. I, I think last night was the first night Tom missed Bill. Um, Bills yeah. missed Tom a couple of games. Brady, they obviously lost to the Saints. Maybe they were just outmatched that first game. But this is the first time we, we discussed this. This was not Tom Brady getting Mike Evans and Godwin, even though he's hurt, and all the, the, the pretty shiny toys coming to New England. Tom Brady was going to Tampa. It's an undisciplined team. They were undisciplined last night. They had 109 yards in penalties. They led the league last year with 133 penalties. It's something that... Tom is not used to. He's going to have to overcome the false starts and the uh, unnecessary. They had two drives where it just never, never, ever amounted to anything. It couldn't because they were so far back. They were holding penalties. It was uh, disgusting. And in addition to that, I know I'm going to sound stupid here. With five and a half minutes left, fourth and one, they elect to kick the field goal to go up one. Probably the right call. I think they at least line up to go for it under Belichick there. They at least try to draw them off sides under Belichick. And if they score a touchdown there, they kind of put the game away. Am I crazy here? No, I think you are exactly right in that moment. I was thinking the same thing. It was close, though, because Gronk came down on the, mm -hmm. on the long third down play about a yard and a half out. I'm with you. I was thinking they should go for it here, but also... The thing with Brady, like any other human being, the 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 ongoing thing about how do you beat Tom Brady is you got to be able to get home uh, with the pass rush without devoting an extra pass rusher. At some point, that was starting to really reveal. That's what he was yelling about was that he kept mm -hmm. getting smacked around. You saw him laying on the ground with Khalil Mack, kind of like, man, can anybody block you tonight? Yeah, uh, he he gets frustrated with that as does any, but specifically that inside pressure. And I also wonder. If if you're Brady, forget Arians. If you're Brady, if you're thinking, man, are we going to be able to make a yard and a half? Yeah. I know Ronald Jones had a nice game, but I think that doubt probably crept in, and they said, let's just take the lead here and hope the defense can hold on for us. Yeah. Well, he was also yelling. He was yelling at his receivers. He was yelling at Evans for looking over his shoulder the wrong way. And I was mm -hmm. like, that to that's it wasn't so much like I understand, you know, freaking out if you keep getting sacked. I probably would too. But there were sort of these little things where I was like, is this? is this the best way to get what you want out of people to like, he, he, he runs the correct route and like happen. I don't know. It, it was, it felt a little weird. And I think yeah. that Arians, there's a reason that Arians was like, yeah, come over to Tampa. You can have a big say in the team because he's not running that tight of a ship. I'm sorry. I just think that they're like, he is not a guy who, I mean, he, he let Arizona's roster sort of completely deteriorate. Like he's, he, he doesn't have all the pieces in his head at the same time at any given moment is sort of mm -hmm. what the football looks like. And I think that Brady 
that I think that's probably frustrating for him too. I mean, I don't think he'd say that, but it, it's frustrating. And he's 43. And just because you're 43, it's going to be harder to avoid a rush when you're used to a, a, you know, an offensive line in sync as you are in new England, it's going to be harder to overcome uh, holding penalties and false starts and things like that, that you're not used to at all in new England. So um, maybe we don't, pen- I know we had Tampa in the top three, for the NFC, and it, it's it's probably by default because the NFC doesn't look that great right now, but uh, they're a little bit of a mess, a little bit of a mess going forward. They're still, I think, a playoff team. Um, one thing I'll say, Buck and Aikman, I thought, did a really good job. One thing they didn't mention, though, is um, my fantasy matchup with Dave, who d- just seems to score in the most ridiculous ways against me. Mike Evans caught a touchdown pass, but the play before was Ronald Jones catching a pass and rolling into the end zone and they call it incomplete. And then they go back and call it incomplete. First of all, Jones doesn't argue at all. He clearly caught the ball. I don't know why he's not arguing on his behalf. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, he catches the ball and immediately rolls in the end zone. But the referees say, well, because we called it incomplete, because we ruled it dead, those defenders who were six yards off the ball um, didn't have a chance to uh, make the tackle. Dave Damashek puts up uh, a touchdown for Mike Evans, and now his cool cats uh, lead my team by 10 points. Par for the course, yeah. Dave. Yeah, true enough. True. Uh, well, listen, I thought you were uh, scolding Mike Evans for catching a touchdown pass. No, how, no. Dare, how, how dare one of the best receivers in the football do it? Yeah, supposed shouldn't to, have counted. Football game. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. I mean, really, I, I have said this forever now, since uh, since I was a wee child. Why the NFL's dumb thing about once you're down on the ground, you can get back up. Just mm. do the college thing. Once you're down on the ground, you're dead. It, it always yields oh, you bizarre. Like that? Lo- yeah, uh, I don't. I, I think the uh, idea that you can just roll yourself into the end zone and all that is um, to the eyeball is awkward looking. And it does create these sorts of things. Let's just do that. Sometimes uh, college football is right about things. Mm. And, and this is one of those cases. I thought you were going to make the better point, which is that common sense should rule the, 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 the rule of the world. And, uh, that he rolled in the end zone that, so he should have been, but why the rolling? The reason they don't like in the why <laughs> the reason they're quick to whistle is they're trying to protect the players. And if you're advancing the ball, um, and you know, in a, in a, a dangerous position for you, the ball carrier, uh, the, all we that kind look of back. stuff. Some, just some of, the, some of the most outstanding plays came after a quarterback scrambled to pick up a fumble and w- went down to one knee and jumped up and threw a touchdown pass. I could find 10 that you would, you'd be Gaga over. Right? No, I no no, I know you couldn't because I well listen, let's not get in the way back machine <laughs> no. with John Jefferson of the Chargers diving to catch the ball and then the defender not touching him down and him spinning himself into the end zone. It's weird. Jacoby Jones did that in the Super Bowl against yeah. the Niners. You'll remember that. It's a spectacular play. It's also bizarre looking. The timing right. and everything. Well then listen, cover your eyes and let the rest of the, our football fans uh, enjoy it. All right, um, fair enough. Uh also, all right, so we wake up this morning. It looked good, guys. It looked good for us. We're like Titans, uh, no positive tests. Patriots, no positive tests. I'm like, wow, is this really Friday morning? And then just as before we fired up about 8.30 right now, uh, the Jets tested positive. One of the Jets tested positive. What'd they call it? It's a weird pot. They a presumptive positive. Is that what the, now there's uh now there's all kinds of names for things. What is that? Um, I don't know. I think is that they, if someone near them tested positive, so they Someone figure out, uh, Joel or Jim, figure out what a presumptive positive, why that is different from, um, they, they, uh, I don't know. I think it's presumptive because they knew it would be the Jets. (laughs) Like Dave said, like Dave's called it a a team that isn't doing good. Would It's a presumptive. Yes. Uh, Let's let you know what, (laughs) if you can't beat them, join them. I've decided I'm going to become a conspiracy theorist. And obviously, this is all about them getting Trevor Lawrence. May, let play never <laughs> for Trevor. That's that's the Jets thing. Wow. Or oh. or quarantine for sixteen. I don't. We, we got to work on the title of it because uh, conspiracy theories <laughs> need a catchy name like that. But uh, but uh, those are the two I've come up with so far. Wow. All right. Uh, we could come up. All right. Let's. Uh, so what is this? They are look. They are looking to get Trevor. You're saying. Trevor Lawrence. I mean, then we need to I come up know. with a name. Okay. I don't know. We, we we only need a kernel of truth for conspiracy theories yeah, to be no. true. No, so. not even that. Um, I will say that. Yeah, but so now Arizona might not even fly. This is kind of what's been going on. Like it's Friday. The teams haven't even flown over, and they're like, I don't know. Maybe uh, 
Maybe they do fly. Maybe they don't. They're in a holding pattern. Literally, the plane's in a holding pattern. I guess he tested positive Friday, so everyone was sent home, and he's being retested today, uh, which is kind of what happened with the Falcons a couple weeks back. Is this what after you bellyache there about uh, Ronald Jones not getting the touchdown? Are you then your fantasy team? Gonna um, make some sort of compensation for me if my quarterback and best receiver, New Hopkins, can't play. What do this you mean? Weekend? Well, listen, if the Cardinals aren't getting on the plane, I think you could figure out something better than the 26th ranked passing uh, game in the league, right? I mm. mean, you'll find a you'll find a replacement for Kyler Murray. You'll be I right. suppose. I suppose. <laughs> I just feel like Sam Darnold was doing, you know, viruses before they were cool. <laughs> he really was. You know, he was like, oh, COVID, it's I've had true. mono. Yeah, mono, the mono and ghosts. Are you kidding me? Do you that remember that infographic that Jets put out, out indefinitely, mononucleosis, yeah. where Darnold's pointing? <laughs> That's like, I think, my greatest, my favorite graphic design of, of all time. It was all fun and games back then. Oh, what a different, what a different time. Remember um, when we could like actually know that we would have a football game that was scheduled to play? Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm like, I don't know. So they've pushed what they pushed Titans bills to Tuesday, which first of all, the fact that they're going to play a Titans game this week is just yeah. mind blowing to me. And then so that pushes Chiefs bills from Thursday. So like at this point, it feels like, you know, when you get really behind on homework and mm-hmm. you're like. I guess I'm just never going to learn fractions, right? Like, what are we doing <laughs> right. here? How does this time doesn't work like this? It's not. I think you're right. I, so, okay. So Fox is furious because just like you explained, if the bills play Tuesday, which I, I'm not even sure they will, uh, the bills, I'm sorry, the Titans play Tuesday. Uh, then they can't play Thursday, which kills the Thursday night game. Wait, like, what do we do? Me. Does it just hurts me in my pocket? So I'm suing the league. Uh, <laughs> I just, uh, just as an aside for incompetence. It hurts me in my heart that. not to have your bits. Thank you, thank you. Look at this. Charlotte's getting a big raise. Mm. But what, what I, uh, I just don't understand. All right, so what's precious to the NFL? And Dave, I know you're all over the forfeit thing too, and I am to an extent with the Titans. I know we should thank them endlessly for ending the Patriots dynasty, but this seems like too much. This seems like too much leeway of, here. Should they throw a forfeit in there? I know the league does not want to move the Super Bowl. They still have high expectations that Tampa Bay, well, Tampa Bay, that's where it's going to be. It's going to be sold out. Uh, the hotel rooms are going to be sold out. Pie in the sky thought they do not want to move that date. They also don't want to give forfeits, right? So, Eventually, they're going to have to add at least a week, which is that probably that NFC AFC championship game the week after that they usually have off. They'll at least have to make that up. The The issue with it is they could add three or four weeks. They could have the Super Bowl in March if they want. But then you have a team like the Chiefs who will get four buys, right? They'll play their week 17 game. They'll watch all these other games play through and uh, and then the Super Bowl. So that's not fair unless you look at it as, okay, this is NCAA football. Um, you know, they're, they're going to play their last game in December, and then they're going to have their bowl game in, uh, in January. I, I, they have to make a decision, though, soon, don't they? On yes. They, they're, 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 these are not robots, as it turns out. These are human mm. beings. And if you say, I mean, like the, the idea of this shift the thing back like a month, you know, you can add a week. You can make a universal buy. Like you say, Sal, you... Uh, they've done it before with other circumstances. They can get rid of the fortnight, the two weeks in between title games and Super Bowl and right. truncate it to just one week. Those are accommodations they can make. But of course, you can't just leave a team playing football in football condition and then say, sit on the shelf for a month and then we'll plug you back in when it's time to go. That doesn't work. On the other hand, this nonsense that th- this this fantasy that football fans seem to have or um fans of teams that are incented to say, I demand that the team we were supposed to play, believe me, Steelers fans are doing that right now. And I'm sure Bills fans are doing it as Mm -hmm. well. Demanding, well, just forfeit. The Tennessee game should just be a forfeit and we should get a win out of that. The issue is, do you think Roger Goodell is, I mean, forget anxious. He, no matter what, he wants these games to get in. He's Mm -hmm. not no matter what, the last thing he is ever going to do is forfeit an NFL game. He's not going to give up that money. It's not out of justice mm-hmm. or, uh, or you know, uh, 
uh, quality of, of season and, and whether or not it, it should count for all of time. It, it's just purely about money. You think right. they're going to, you think they're going to let a game go? No way. They're going to do whatever they can to avoid ever forfeiting a game. Charlotte, is it about money? The, the spotlight's on you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, nothing's about money. Okay, Everything is it's about the love of the game. It's mm, about yeah, heart. It's about, you know, competition and joy. Right. Um, so that's that's my final statement on the matter. You know, I, I just it's capitalism, Sal. I know, but what else? Okay, so let's say the Titans play by their rules. They mind their P's and Q's, and they don't have these uh, arranged secret practices and everything. And they are good the rest of the year. Guess what? Their fourteen opponents also have to test negative the rest of the year for them not to be more than two games behind, right? I mean, so. We are not even close. <laughs> We're not even close with the Titans, even if they are, uh, uh, act like choir boys the rest of the way. That's true. The one thing that I do take some level of hope from is baseball, because earlier in yeah. the season, there was a time when, you know, the Phillies, Marlins and Cardinals, we thought that like there was legitimately a time when I woke up and I read Jeff Passan at ESPN and I was like, a season's not going to happen. Like we're mm-hmm. done. And here we are in the playoffs and things sort of settled down. So I don't know if that's because it's easier, you can, you know, make up a game by playing a double header. You can't play two football games in a row. Um, So maybe that has something to do with it, but I do feel like the number of cases have dropped, like they managed to get it into a bubble format. So Mm -hmm. I don't see why that can't be the case here. I'm just not entirely sure what baseball did and what football is not doing um, to make those things make sense. And maybe you said it, you know, yeah, you, you said it, it Charlotte. The, the reason waters. why is you can double up. Hey, you know what? Now you're going to play but two games. But I just games, mean, so I just we'll mean kick- like from the perspective of, of not wise, having testing, yeah. not testing positive. Right. I feel like I haven't heard about a player um, testing positive in baseball for a while now. It's true. Maybe that's because, you know, they've started narrowing teams down. But I, I do think that they got to the postseason. So they did. They it travel with be fewer possible. players and personnel. I think they travel with 50, whereas NFL travels with 115. And baseball was going to be three months. This is going to be six months. So that's that's those are the numbers stacked yeah, again. But the true. one thing I'll say about the NFL is everyone's like, oh, they couldn't have told. They, they couldn't have said, seen this coming. I'm like, well, what they could have done is said, if a single team goes 10 straight days without not testing negative i know i said that wrong but we know what we're talking about with the titans if the titans can't go 10 straight days without a positive test then they're gonna have to forfeit a game they could have put a number on a lot of this stuff and they didn't bother like this is all foreseeable in terms of how the sanctions that could have been handed down for what the titans this miserable and maybe two months from now it's like oh so what six teams have gone now 10 days without uh being clean I don't know what to think. I think that's the idea. I have no idea. We have fires. We have COVID. We have hurricanes. We don't know if this uh, the Saints game is going to happen. College football is being moved all over the place. Uh, I don't want to be doom and gloom, but I just hope I I really hope that there is that someday. I don't know at this point how long in time it'll take, but I can't wait till we can look back and be like, wow, that was shitty. You know, like we really went through some stuff, but like, here we are. I keep, when this, when everything broke in March, I remember thinking Mm. to myself, I was like, you know, this will end at some point. And I feel like I haven't thought that for a while. I've been like, well, this is our new reality forever because it feels like it just keeps dragging on. But I think that hopefully there is a time when it will end. Um, But man, it's just so hard to know when or what's going on. It's yeah, I think remember like, Dave. I'm sorry. Remember, we there was a time when Dave's audio was terrible for like ten minutes. I'm yeah. like, wow. I wonder. I wonder if we're ever going to get through this. And now Will we, we look back ever and laugh. hear Dave's voice again. But now we that, laugh at it, right? So yeah. we can get now. We, now, anything, now you regret that those those were the those were those were glorious uh, days. <laughs> right. Those ten minutes that we had, we're we're heaven on earth without that uh, nasal. No, voice. no, no. Yeah. It's kind of like a cell phone. You know, you load an app, this miraculous item that holds your hand. The world of information is in your hand. But then if the app takes uh, 11 seconds too long, you start to curse the thing. Like, right. You have to look at it with a with a uh, a blurred eye a little bit and appreciate. All right. We have football and Mm -hmm. I know the NFL and I know the NFL PA both don't want to give up the money. But okay, it's an imperfect 2020 
Neither side wants to say, yeah, let's just forfeit a game. But you guys need to forfeit a game. You need to forfeit a couple of games, as a matter of fact. Tennessee, the Titans, I don't know. I, I mean, are they culpable because somebody got it and it's spread through their locker room? I don't know. But the entire season is at risk of imploding as a result of this. At some point, you must give up the, day, the game day paycheck, Titans. At some point, NFL... You must give up the gate receipts and the ad revenue you get from Titans games and yeah. say, we got to get, we, we want to make the whole season turn out. You're, they're, they're, they're damning this. Well, the, the app, we got to wait till the app. We're just, just listen. Yeah. It's imperfect. <laughs> and we got to, we, we got to get through the season. There's and, an obvious and, and this answer. nonsense of kicking it down the road at week after week is, is plainly not working here. There's an obvious answer. And that's that we all have to throw our phones into the ocean. Let's do it. That's okay. the only way Tom Brady, to deal Tom with the Tom Brady apps. taught us you just, after you Deflategate. You smash that cell phone. <laughs> the poor ocean. Charlotte's always threatening to walk in the ocean, throw things in the Look, ocean. Look, it's big. kind of conservationist are you? Well, yeah. Uh, I don't use straws. I think... Uh, that's good. <laughs> I put myself I think, in the ocean instead of straw. <laughs> the priority list, Dave, is add a week, then make teams forfeit. I think that's how yes, they're going right. to do it. I, I think agree. that's how they'll I do agree. it. I agree. And in the meantime, get used to multiple Monday night games and maybe a Tuesday night game every week. I think that's just how it's going to be. That's and then, fine with me. I got no beef. It's just right. that they, this the, the way it plays, at least, and there's no indication that 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 Goodell on down is thinking about it any other way. It's survive mm -hmm. this week, get to next week. It just right. feels it feels so patched together. Um, it's worrisome for any football fan. It's kind of like investing in a Netflix series at this point. Wow, mm -hmm. season one, awesome. Season two, pretty good. Yes. Can't wait to see. Wait, you canceled it? How many times am I? You know, it's it, it's starting to take on that feeling. Am yeah. I getting emotionally invested in mm -hmm. a season here that I'm not going to get to see how it all wraps up? That's how it's starting to feel. Right. Have you also Just been the watching Titans, the season three? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, have you also it? been watching the Chef Barbecue competition on Netflix? Because yeah. <laughs> I am very invested in that. You are? Is mm. it as emotional? You think oh, yeah. it'll, it'll well, pay off with a winner? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's also just like you know, it. Those cooking shows are sports to me. So. Yeah. I just no forfeits, right? Right. And it's, you know, you know, it's going to happen. They, they're not they're in a bubble, I think. Hey, yeah. integrity of the league talk and all that reminds me uh, combined with um, Soldier Field last night. Um, I had some good times as a football fan in Soldier Field over the years. I was at the game, by the way, where the guy jumped out of the stands and caught the extra point. I was oh. one section over from him, that Packers oh, yeah. Bears game forever ago. But also uh, a couple of years ago, I was down on Soldier Field about 45 minutes before uh, before a game and who was the head referee, Ed Hockley. And he was running off the field um, to go into his little locker room before reemerging for for game time. And as he went by me, I pulled a uh, a dollar bill out of my my uh, pocket betwixt my fingers, and I said, uh, "Hey ref, let's make sure the home team has a good day." You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and he stopped, and he said, "That's not funny." He turned back <laughs> around and yelled it a second time at me, and then he disappeared. And about. And about two minutes later, two guys with NFL blazers came out and approached me and they said, really, um, uh, excuse me, sir, who are you with? And I said, and could we see your, uh, your press badge? And I said, I'm with the NFL. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, no. and, and they said, well, uh, Mr. Hockley is, is not happy at all about this. And <laughs> they started taking down all my information and I was in, I was, uh, Sheet I never white, knew this. Oh my cold, God, Dave. <laughs> cold sweat, taking down all my information. And I was fumbling. Please, please let Mr. Hockley know. It was just a bad joke. I understand well the integrity of the game and all that. And I said, please, can you let him know it was a dollar bill? It was a it, right. it was a it was a dollar bill. But, Maybe that's I mean, why he was insulted. Is that the most is that the most the <laughs> highest price you've ever paid for a joke? <laughs> One dollar. No, no, no. I mean no. that emotional distress. Oh no! Oh, no. I got, there, there's another one. I'll save that story for uh, for next week just to spread them out. I have, I have a good one about uh, the Washington football team. Oh man! A couple of days before Kirk Cousins' big playoff game against the Packers, probably what was that five year? It was the whole uh, you like that 
phenomenon. It was right around there. Mm-hmm. I flew out to uh, our nation's capital to sit down with Kirk Cousins to talk to him about the phenomenon of you like that. And uh, things got a little sideways there. But I'll save that one for All right. uh, that. That was that was that was perhaps worse. <laughs> but but the 11 minutes of like, is Mr. Hockey Lee going to be OK that I joked about giving him a dollar <laughs> bill to make sure that the home team had a good day? Um, Mr. Hockley is on a roid rage right now and he doesn't appreciate um, (laughs) everything that's going on. Oh, it was great. Uh, All right. Let's talk about games that are going on. Yes. Maybe we will look back and be like, oh, remember we used to have 13 games. Why do we care if two games were canceled? Um, I hope that's not the case, but there are some games. Justin Herbert, uh, a favorite of all of ours, is named the starting quarterback going forward. Probably a tough decision for Anthony Lynn. He he was instrumental in drafting uh, Justin Herbert, but when you're taking Tarot Tara Taylor and uh, a guy who really shouldn't have been taken off the field, it's not if not for the incompetence of a team doctor, it's really tough to not give him a second chance. But Tarot Taylor, good luck with your lawsuit against the league. It's Justin Herbert's team right now going forward. That is apparently going to be on Monday. Chargers at Saints, eight and a half and 50 and a half. We'll talk about it more on Monday, but Justin Herbert is now full time. I feel I feel awful for Tyrod. I really do. I think that I think ultimately I think Herbert was going to be the starter no matter what. I think maybe Tyrod would have gotten six or seven games um, because I think Anthony Anthony Lynn does believe in him. And I I truly don't think that there's a guy who's more beloved by teammates than Tyrod Taylor. Mm -hmm. Like, you know unanimous vote for captain um, clearly on hard knocks. We saw how his teammates responded to him and to have that, to have incompetence and malpractice ruin, mm. even if ultimately like, yeah, it probably would have been Herbert, but he's just had, he's had kind of a tough, a tough run in the NFL and for this to be the thing that takes away that starting job just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I it mean, ma- it makes sense for 2020, but it's yeah, still sad, it, right. right. Yeah. He 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 kind of is the antithesis too, unfortunately for him, of uh, of clipboard Jesus Chaz Whitehurst, whose goal was to never actually have to put in <laughs> put on a helmet and go play in a game, but still pad up every week and make that paycheck. Tyrod Taylor clearly seems to want to be playing, and yet you look at the arc of his uh, last what five years, he gets benched middle of the game for Nate Peterman. Oh and, God, who comes, uh, that yeah. Nate that one. I mean, this is this is a guy who goes to the playoffs with the Bills. Then he ends up um, going to Cleveland. He gets yanked for Baker Mayfield, never gets to get back out there, lands in the Chargers finally with another starting gig here. He's going to be able to teach Justin Herbert, who's considered a project. And and uh, and then the doctor does what he does. And, and here we are again with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Tough arc, tough, a tough arc for a guy who wants to be out on the field. Really was. Um, Eagles Steelers. We're going to preview the th- now we. Are giving. I know everyone's only hanging in here for uh, for maybe Dave to tell the Kirk Cousins story and for our extra points for extra pay parlay, which is coming up 10, 15 minutes. I promise it's coming your way. So we'll have three more games to preview there. But let's hit Eagles, Steelers. Dave, you and Jeff Schwartz, you knocked this out on minus three. What's the promotion there? You guys like the Steelers. So the promotion is to fade Jeff Schwartz and take the Eagles and you get more points for that, right? I mean, listen, uh, you know, call me a mixer, but where's your dignity, Eagles fans? We got we boosted you up to plus seven and a half, plus Mm -hmm. seven and a half for your cross state rival. Not really a rival, but nevertheless, plus seven and a half. Uh, plus 100. You got to take this one if you're an Eagles fan, if you have any dignity whatsoever. <laughs> um, the Steelers, I mean, you know, a touchdown in pro football is a lot. There are some big numbers out there. I'm riding with the Steelers, of course. So too is Jeff Schwartz. I encourage you, nay, demand Philadelphia people. You must take the Eagles on this one, plus the seven and oh, a half, right? Man. And you do it, fanduel.com. Slash minus three. And as we jump in on this one, too, it also reminds me, I feel like every time I see one of these show up, there's some interesting games on the schedule. We have a Super Bowl 19 rematch here, Niners and Dolphins, one of the more uh, consequential Super Bowls in the Super Bowl era in in the Mm. way it impacted the way we perceive Dan Marino, Joe Montana and those two teams. Remember, Montana was only one and oh. By the time he played that Super Bowl, if Marino wins that, how do we think about Montana? How do we think about Marino? Mm. Probably 13 is the best quarterback of the 20th century. Wow, he's, he's going now, Charlotte. Don't. Is the answer to that. But anyway, <laughs> Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh also 
makes me think we got to get, that's one thing that college football has over pro football. Don't we need a week where we have the rivalry week, rivalry week between regional rivals from the other conferences. If you have Philly and Pittsburgh, that would be the Steagles Bowl. The Cowboys and Texans would be the Queso Bowl. The The Falcons and Jags would be the Outdoor Cocktail Bowl. Who does Bowl, New England and play? And so on. New England is a tough one. I'm not going to jive you about that one, but we'll figure that out later. I mean, there's some mm. obvious ones like Detroit and Cleveland, which we, uh, Rust Bowl and mm. so on and so forth. But I but I, I think you get where we're going. I this do. Be, and this if would for, be no great, other, it? for no other reason, it cuts down on traveling, which uh, theoretically cuts down on COVID positive. So, yeah, maybe every week should be rivalry week. Uh, I but don't, yeah, uh, but but this is a fascinating one because three years or so ago, two years ago, were there, were there very many people right now, if you gave them a choice, okay, for the next two years, you can either have Wentz or Roethlisberger. Yeah. Who would you rather have? I think people were tilting Wentz. Uh, now Wentz, Wentz after that big, yeah. it's really, it's really interesting. Wentz survives and, and it'll be an interesting thing to see um, what the value of a win. You always hear that in the post game, mm-hmm. that rhetoric about like, oh, it's going to be the flight home is so much easier with a win under our belt, says Wentz leaving um, San Francisco last week. Let's see if they look different now, um, you know, imbued with the confidence that I guess a single win can give I, them because Pittsburgh should whip this team. I mean, you know, based I, on what we see and based on the matchups, Pittsburgh should house this team. I don't know. I think you have trouble scoring for as many nice, shiny pieces as you have. I think uh, I, I like the Eagles here and not an ironic double jinx uh, fade Jeff Schwartz way. I like them mm-hmm. with the points. Uh, 15 sacks this year leads the league, 13 in the last two weeks. I think they're going to pressure Big Ben, who has trouble scoring in the red zone. They only scored half their uh, red zone possession. So could be a low-scoring 21-17 kind of game. I like taking the points here, though. But I don't <clears> think you're crazy. I don't think you're crazy. Get in with Sal. Go ahead. Uh, Do it. Plus, plus seven and a half for the Eagles there. Yeah, you get a free um, score. Yeah, go ahead, Jersey. Jump in on that <laughs> one. Go ahead. Get your beloved Eagles. And, Let's uh, talk, believe it or not, there's an NBA Finals game tonight. <laughs> I know we talked a lot of football here. And FanDuel is doing a great thing. Um, extra points, we know, is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Finals are here. FanDuel's ready to support your betting needs during the finals. Could be the last game. They have over 400 NBA betting markets with markets as granular as first quarter player points, player to make or miss the first field goal, FanDuel Sportsbook has topical pregame super boosts and in-game boosts to continue to get the best odds and promotions throughout. And don't forget the same game parlays. FanDuel Sportsbook, the only place with same game parlays for the finals, combine multiple bets from one matchup or team into a single parlay. So you could have LeBron over nine and a half points with Anthony Davis under 28 and a half points, but Jimmy Butler over 24 points. You could do all these props, put them together, Lakers at halftime, Lakers to win the game. And right now, new users can place their first bet on FanDuel Sportsbook risk-free and get up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. No strings attached. Just place any bet you want. You win, you keep the cash, you lose. You get the entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. Uh, And if sports betting is legal in your state, download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to place your NBA Finals bets. If not, go play the final single game contest with FanDuel Fantasy. And if you're new, be sure to sign up with promo code extra points so they know I we sent you. That's promo code extra points. All right, let's talk about those NBA finals. Game five, uh, Lakers seven point favorite. I thought it would be up because it's a close up, closeout game. 216 is the over under. Um, LeBron says he's not worried about his legacy. Hmm. Uh with regard to this game, his legacy is going to be what he brings to the future. I'm going to botch the quote, but what he brings to the future. Uh, I know it's very, very big to talk about LeBron's legacy, and some people are theorizing that a win this year hurts his legacy in the bubble. That is just made up so that people, that for clicks, no one who says that believes that. I'm sorry. But uh, what do you guys think? Do you care about his legacy, or do you just think this is going to be the Lakers' heat was as entertaining as it could be considering the injuries? I mean, I don't think anyone gets into sports 
and doesn't think about their legacy. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, of course he's thinking about his legacy. That's the whole point. But I do mm. believe him when he says, you know, it's sort of like a we're on to Cincinnati situation. It's like, you know, we got to yeah. he's just I think that you have to be able to compartmentalize if you're that great of an athlete, because otherwise it's like the entire weight of the world and of your history and of everything that you will mean going forward. I think you have to say that you don't think about it and you have to say, I'm just mm -hmm. focusing on this game. And I, I think, I mean, I think it's absurd to say that it, that a win would hurt him. Like, okay, would, would this win have meant more if it were a normal season and if they could play at the Staples Center? Like, yeah, for sure. Everything would, but like, here yeah. we are. They're going to be wearing the Black Mamba jerseys. I think that there's this real um, feeling of doing it for Kobe at this point. And um, yeah, I, I I have total faith that the Lakers are going to win tonight. And I just think it's going to be the most bizarre celebration of all time. But, um, yeah. you know, at least they'll all get to leave the bubble. <laughs> I think they beat him up. I think they have a lead, a, a, a slight lead, and then it opens up in the fourth quarter. Um about LeBron's legacy. By the way, FanDuel has him at minus 800 to win MVP. I know we're giving them the title already, but uh, this is what I thought. I mean, this is, you can't deny LeBron if he has similar stats to Anthony Davis. I was like, well, right. Anthony Davis, God, look what he's doing in the paint. No, LeBron's getting this award minus 800 if they win. I um, think you're probably right, Sal, but if AD has a huge game nah. and LeBron, for whatever reason, doesn't, but I think that they probably are at a place now where within the Lakers uh, locker room that they're aware of um, that how close they are. And I think LeBron's not going to, you know, have a, a, a game where he he isn't prominent in the victory. Right. I, I have little to add to what Charlotte said there. The uh, professional athletes <laughs> on down with the with the like like well, I don't think about legacy. The narratives are for you guys to worry about, or for are for the media and fans to perpetuate. We don't care about that. Yeah, you do. You just want to control it. You don't mm -hmm. like it when other people tell you how we perceive you. You want to be able to cultivate and dictate to the world how how you want to be perceived. That's not how it works, unfortunately, for you. Right. But yes, of course, it matters. It's. I will also say to be to pee in the punch bowl again. Oh no! All this talk about the NBA ratings and oh, well, the ratings are down, and this is the result. Of, it's the result of such a bizarre. Uh, back All to sports where we ratings were are down. Fifteen minutes ago. Back mm -hmm. to where, yeah, right, where we were 15 minutes ago. It ultimately, I think the fan legitimately has run out of gas watching it. I think that it's yeah, unsatisfying maybe. on some level. Like we wanted it, we were desperate for it, we got it, and then it's kind of like, I don't know, this don't feel right. This, you know, we didn't get exactly the matchups we wanted, and that was reason enough for us to flip the channel. I think it's as simple as that. It doesn't have any higher political reason or anything else. I just mm -hmm. think it's like, this is weird and wonky, and I, I I feel it's not distracting me from the outside world. It's reminding me too much of it. I think the fan, the average fan, is waiting to see how Space Jam 2 turns out before they make okay. any well, kind of decision. I was going to say that, Sal. On, on, you were? Oh, okay. Well, say you could say it, too. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, as far as the legacy goes, I, if I was ever asked about it as a player, I'd be like, uh, I'm not going to even answer you. Screw you. Some of your top... Um, Talking heads discuss that it's not even going to count towards my legacy if I win this title, if I left my family for months and played in this bizarre situation and stepped it up every night and won MVP and everything else. Like, so why do I have to tell you about my legacy? I don't know. I once, I, 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 I once, uh, when soup, um, the 50th Super Bowl that season, Peyton Manning was having a crummy season, but the defense, the no fly zone in Denver mm -hmm. was mighty. And so they were more or less, and Peyton conceded as much. They were kind of carrying him that season. But I was mm -hmm. one who continually pointed out, rightly, I think, um, that Peyton Manning did tend to fail come January. And that's a major aspect mm -hmm. of a quarterback's legacy is how he performs in the big games. Mm -hmm. And so I was perpetuating that quite a bit. And at some point later in the season, Peyton said, whoever came up with that narrative can stick it where the, the sun don't shine. So Super Bowl week, I had a book made up of Peyton Manning's <laughs> face set, talking about his playoff failures. And I said to Peyton, I held the book up and I said, Peyton, I'm the one who wrote that narrative about that. What can I take it out of uh, where the sun don't shine? And he said, no, keep it there. Th then Peyton Manning killed an interview with Dave Damashek. Like oh. he said, who's, 
who's who's I, I lit, literally he was uh, he had the um, had the mic on and you could hear him. He was doing one of those um, what, for his sponsor. He was rolling interviews on a given mm. day. And he said I to the PR person he was talking to, he said, who's up next here? And the person you could hear them say, Dave Damashek. And he said, yeah, kill that. <laughs> they don't like they don't they don't like it. They some guys do not like it. They are fully lucid about who says boo about them. Wow. Hey, man, you're my Are you kidding me? Joke. I would 100 percent. Of course. I would be you know, I give Baker Mayfield a lot of crap for doing this. I would do it. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah. Who, who said that about me? Like, oh, yeah. You yeah. know, I do think there is this one. Someone once said something great to me, though. And um, the saying is smart people keep score. So like, mm. I think that you have to keep school. Like, if you're intelligent at all and you care about, I mean, who does? Like, even if you're, I'm not, not even a, smart enough to understand what that means. There you go, exactly. See, yeah. so you don't keep school. No, I can't keep school. <laughs> I I feel like who? How can you say even? I mean, I'm not an athlete. I care about my legacy. Like, I care about what mm -hmm. people think about me. Maybe, is that something you're supposed to admit? Probably not. But know. like, here we are. It's it's very human. <laughs> Right of course, then. and these are competitors. All of a sudden, they don't they, they lose the competitive gene weight. Who's who's bad mouthing me? Of course, they keep track of. These <laughs> I have things. a burn yes, book. Charlotte's right. Yes. Yeah. Well, either way, not knowing how to work Zoom audio is going to be Dave's legacy, and I think we need to tell our children and grandchildren. <laughs> Look, he just had to restart his computer. So. <laughs> uh, no, we're good there. Um, what do I want to say? Oh, Jimmy Kimmel Live special. He has a special depending on where you are, East Coast, West Coast. It's before the game or after the game on the local news. Check that out. That's always fun. Um, game five special on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Let's go to baseball real quick because there's one series that survived Friday. It's the Yankees Rays. The Yankees, uh, Garrett Cole on three days rest. Last now, that's your, he was a pirate, right, Dave? Yeah, he's who, on, he's yeah, on two at, days rest. Yeah. Look at, look who's sharing the hump out there. Garrett Cole <laughs> and Tyler, Tyler Glass now. That's right. Great job, Pirates uh, front office. Both of them. Uh, 148, the Yankees are a, a slight, a decent favorite, minus 148, plus 128 uh, on the take back on the raise. The over under is seven. Um, should be a fun game. Uh, Jim and Joel, I don't know how um, the T-shirt sales are going for Champa Bay, but uh, may not be so great after tonight, after last night and tonight. How how is that going, by the way? We uh, we might pivot. We might mm. pivot. Yeah, uh, and uh, we're going Yankees, America's team. Oh wow! <laughs> On a shirt, huh? Yeah, we, they haven't done it in baseball yet. We're going to try to push it, push that narrative now. That's not going to work. All right, so Yankees Rays tonight, uh, the Lakers and Heat tonight, and also <laughs> it was just announced, Dave. I don't know if you heard this, but um, the president is going to have a televised medical evaluation tonight. Uh, and so <laughs> I don't know if that I'm not making I'm not making a joke. And that's we're going to see probably. how fast he can run the 40. Oh, <laughs> boy, that's this is going to turn this thing around. What everybody's been calling for Don topless. That's <laughs> that, that's what it, lose the shirt. Win votes. This is going to be great. It's but like it's completely. That's what Putin did. Charlotte and I were right. talking before the show strategically. Right. This is to take away more ratings from LeBron. Right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's unbelievable what goes on here. Uh, let's Blows talk about that, that, that prop game, uh, that prop game FanDuel played. You had to go 10 out of 10 to be eligible for $10,000. We had fun with it. We went over a lot of the props. No one said Mamala. No one said dog. Like uh, hell they didn't. Okay. You said dog. You like, oh, you think they did say dog. They I'm said just dogma. Going... <laughs> dogma. That's, they said dog. Dogma. No, no, no. It can't no, be. I just no, have nothing. To, they said dogma. I, I have not laughed as hard as when the fly landed on. on pen. <laughs> I was I was truly I was crying. I was laughing so hard. I thought that was one of the funniest things I had ever seen in my entire life. Fly was four to one. Koala bear, uh, nine to one. Mosquito <laughs> even. Uh, yeah, I, I, that, that was bizarre. I've not seen two minutes. A fly take residency on anything unless it was minutes. unless it was like half dead for longer than two minutes. Yeah. That was spectacular. Yeah. And uh Twitter killed every single joke within an hour of that. But uh yeah, so we didn't go ten for ten, not mom. Dave, I'm just going by their 
take it up with FanDuel. I asked for their uh, official results, and they said, I need a dollar bill to talk to the FanDuel referee <laughs> here. Like, can we there consider dogma again, please, sir? <laughs> so that was fun. I don't know if they're going to do that again. It was supposed to stretch over four debates, but apparently um, someone has uh, more trouble with Zoom than Dave, and that's uh, Donald Trump. Yeah. Won't do a, a Zoom debate. But anyway, all right, it's time, guys. Let's do it. We've teased <gasps> the audience too much. Our extra points for extra pay, parlay, FanDuel, boost the points. They boost the odds. We each take a pick. We've won two out of four weeks. And we will start with Dave Damashek. Who is your selection? Well, I'd love to go with the Steelers here. I almost took them down to uh, to minus six and boosted that one to make it more favorable. I decided to ride with uh, with the minus three gang, and we're going to stick with the with the Eagles plus seven and a half there. And to show a bit of unity at a time when our nation needs it most. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bills have. I think we all agree now are in fact the 2020 America's team. But as a show, as a as an olive branch to you, Sal. <laughs> I've decided to take the former America's team, oh, the no. Dallas Cowboys, minus seven and a half. Can you imagine how humiliating it must be to be on the New York Giants that the that the Dallas Cowboys, who uh, cannot stop anybody, <laughs> come into this game? The line was uh, was originally nine, and now we're taking it down to seven and a half. The Cowboys just now need to eke out. Eight points or more over Danny Dimes and company to emerge victorious. This is a lock if I ever saw one. Cowboys minus seven and a half. That's my contribution to the winning parlay of the week. All right. Well, God forbid. I mean, we have teams, that, uh, players that aren't playing 100% every play, uh, right? We, we've had D-backs discuss that in press conferences. That was the big story. Thank you, Xavier, for that. Uh, I'll say this, Dave, separately from this um, little promotion, I went on PropSwap, our friends at PropSwap. I bought a ticket today saying the Giants would win their first game in week six. So that means they lose to Dallas. They hmm. beat Washington in week six. I did that on PropSwap. So I'm with you, at least for the win. Uh, I know the well, Giants... Go ahead. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. You know, I, by the way, I, people are mystified by what Ron Rivera is doing. And I do disagree. I think Dwayne Haskins is the better option, but legitimately in this garbage division, he's trying to win it now. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that you may not agree with his method, but yeah. um, he thinks that, I mean, then they rightly are in contention in this all time junk division, but I also believe in trends. I, I don't believe in decades long trends. Like uh, my old man will always point out up, oh, Red Sox always struggle in Baltimore, always have like, okay, what happened in 1959 probably isn't applicable in the 21st century. However, Dax um, trends against the Giants are hard to refute. Six and O against the spread. He's six and O. He throws, he's thrown 16 career touchdowns to one pick for whatever reason, whatever the, whatever the nuances of these mysteries, Dak owns the giants. He will continue to do so and he'll do it by, uh, by minus seven and a half. Yeah. And the giants, this is a nice little matchup for the Cowboys in that I think they average like 11 points a game. So um, maybe, maybe a little uh, calmer game, not throwing for 500 yards. Dak as good as he's been as successful as he's been against the giants. They could just methodically go through a, a two touchdown win. All right. That's Dave's pick. Charlotte, who are you going with? I am taking America's team, the Chiefs. This is getting so confusing. Sorry. Well, I mean, I said that last week and no one agreed with me. But however, (laughs) I'm taking the Chiefs uh, minus 10 and a half over the Raiders. The last three games, the Chiefs have outscored the Raiders 103 to 22. The Chiefs have won nine of their last 10 games by double digits, which includes playoff and the Super Bowl. Um, Andy Reid is 14 and two against the Raiders. Uh, I just it feels like everything (laughs) is kind of lining up for originally I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, 10 and a half. Okay. And then, you know, you look at those stats and you look at the Chiefs, and I said that the Chiefs are going to go 16 and 0. I need to back that up whenever I can. I don't see the Raiders being the one team who can stop them if the Ravens couldn't do it. So uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Hopefully, I won't be the weak link that screws this all up for everybody this time. But yeah. um, I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I don't know. What do you guys think? Let's all be positive. Yeah, that was 11 and a half, 12. Charlotte is taking it down to 10 and a half. The Fandle gives us the point, the boost. 
it is amazing what the Chiefs do, what Andy Reid does, dominating that division. Now, we saw him have a close game. They escaped against the Chargers after dominating them uh, for, for many years, the six or seven uh, matchups before you, that. But Your thing about this is crazy, and Jeff Schwartz also agrees with me. Je- uh, everybody, the, the numbers disagree. I don't know why you keep banging this drum. Go, that the, be, the best matchup is Chargers. <laughs> the best matchup for the Chiefs, uh, aside right. from the Patriots, is is the Chargers. Conversely, Charlotte's right about the Raiders and okay. Chiefs. The Chiefs dominate the the Raiders. I like that pick quite a bit. I bang the drum with a rolled up uh, piece of paper that has trends that suggest that the Chiefs have beaten the Chargers the last three times in LA or San Diego by an average of 21 and a half points. But that that's why I'm banging the drum. But they were that was close. But this is a different story. Maybe it's the same story, Charlotte. I like it. I like Chiefs by double digits. And now... My pick, the Minnesota Vikings, plus eight and a half over the Seattle Seahawks. Everyone's covering their head. I gave the Sunday night winner out last week. You laughed when I said the Eagles would beat the Giants. They were a similar underdog, seven, seven and a half points. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking Kirk Cousins here. Minnesota's offense is back. It's clicking. Dalvin Cook averages six yards a carry, has six rushing touchdowns. Rookie Justin Jefferson, back-to-back 100-yard games. The last guys to do that, I don't know who was it. It was Stefan Diggs in 2015, back-to-back games. Back-to-back-to-back 100-yard games, Randy Moss. That's what Justin Jefferson's going to do against the Seattle defense. Minnesota scored 30 or more in three of the last four. They put up 30 last year on Monday night in Seattle. No 12th man. I don't care about I don't want to hear about 12th man. I don't want to care hear about Russell on Sunday night or or in primetime. I picked the upset last week. I'm going to do it again. 28-27 Minnesota Vikings over the Seattle Seahawks. So what does that mean? It means Dave, minus 7.5 with the Cowboys. Charlotte, minus 10.5 with the Chiefs. Me, Vikings, plus 8.5 over Seattle. That parlay usually pays plus 479. Now, plus 550. Thank you very much. Fandle, extra points for extra pay. I think we're going to do it again, guys. I think we got it. Well, I sure hope so. <laughs> I like, I, you know what, Sal? I, I do like the pick. It's courageous, though. It's, it, it's you know, I think um, that, you know, you hear Viking Seahawks and you see where the two seasons are going here. Uh, you know, this is, this is a savvy play by you. I mm. also, though... Can we institute something? I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe we could get Jane Lynch um, talking about who is the weakest link. If somebody is the letdown out of this uh, out of this tripod, who's it going to be this week? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Was Jane Lynch no the gonna... weakest? Was she the weakest link woman? No. Isn't no, she she's, the, she's isn't the, she the host one. of she's the Oh, she's the new one. Oh, I'm sorry. It I didn't used even to know be, there was a you new are one. the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah, and now it's, she was great. You are the yeah, weakest yeah. link. Goodbye. Oh, there's a new one. Okay. Oh yeah, we should get J- Jane Lynch. Okay. Well, I think I've won. Uh, I think I'm three and one. I think Charlotte is two and two. Dave, are you three and one? I, don't I know. think I'm three and one. Yeah. We'll have to look back. God damn it! I hate losing. <laughs> We've done well. We've done well for the public. We're gonna do it again. Uh, should we read mail or should we just yes. call it a day? You want to read mail? All right. Give me an email. Uh, you know what? It's up to Jim. He likes the mail a lot. But if I we're love pressed emails. On time, wrap it up. What'd you say, Jim? Sorry, I didn't you? <laughs> all right i'll wrap it up hold on let me find uh, let me find uh all right jack herman it's uh what's the, what the hell's the email address the extra points gang at gmail.com charlotte is there one or two e's Sal, it, is, it is two e's do not let those back-to-back e's and the yeah. and extra trip you up warning okay the extra that's right she's exactly right the mm-hmm. extra points gang at gmail.com from jack herman Huey Lewis couldn't carry the luggage of the guy who carries Doug March's amp enough with the built to spill bashing <gasps> Sal scramble too. Oh, well that's Dave's band built to spill. Wow. I made, I don't know. Eddie Van Halen uh, passed away. I wanted to go uh greatest guitar riffs, but I was worried Dave would throw built to spill in there. So we made it a non-conversation. So now he has to take a shot at Huey Lewis. I don't get that. That's I like the, nice. what I like to hear is the scramble two out there. And uh, yeah, listen, yeah, uh, Sal's got to open his mind a little bit. He settled yeah. in at age at age 11 to what music he liked. And he decided never to expand beyond that. That's his loss. Not true. Huey, I'm, I'm happy to be stuck with you. I'm sticking that. Me too. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Scott Perkins 
asked question one. Oh, he's got two questions. Question one, is Charlotte the great-granddaughter of Willy Wonka, a.k.a. Gene Wilder? Mm. Uh, question two, ask Damashek how it was fair in the 70s that the Steelers only had to play six division games as the AFC Central only had four teams, while teams in the AFC East and West had to play eight division games. These divisions had five teams. The Steelers' dynasty has a huge unfair advantage. They only had to beat three teams to win a division, not four. Um yeah, is it fair? Is uh, I think the answer to both these questions is no, right, Charlotte? You could start. Uh, yeah, no, that's okay, not right. my grandfather. Although you know, it's fun. I don't even think that was Gene Wilder's real name. Oh, I think you're right. I, I think, think he, he was. It. I think he was Jewish, and he took on Gene Wilder as a right. Which right. My, you know, he didn't know that you can be both Jewish and yeah. a Wilder, which yeah, you, I am. You, you stayed with both. Right? Yeah, you could have. Uh, I am related to Laura Ingalls, however. Are you really? Somehow. All right. There you go. See, people didn't know. Charlotte Ingalls, she changed her name to sound less Jewish, and now it's Charlotte Wilder. Yeah. And you um, sh- yeah. Dave- Wilder and her, I share Gene, not Charlotte, and I share a birthday. But um, to the question out there, Sal, help me out with this. I'm, I'm legitimately trying to run it through in my head here. The Steelers were in an AFC Central that had the Houston Oilers, who were good and relevant for the back half of the 70s. Yeah. The the Bungles, I know it's easy to laugh about them, but they had some halfway decent teams. And the Browns here and there were were decent as Brian Sipe and Sam Ritigliano rose up. You had a bum division. The Giants stunk. The the Cardinals were okay. Nah, uh, actually, they weren't they weren't too bad. They were the, the, Washington the St. Louis was good. Cardinals were Washington good. Washington was good. That was uh I, mean, I don't know what the, what I don't know what uh, I think he's just saying the, they the, the number. I think he's just saying the number. You have a twenty-five percent better chance of winning with four teams in oh, the league oh, oh, than I you gotcha. do than you do five. That I never gotcha. came up. I guess, except for quality of opponent within the division, well, kind of disrupts that. But okay, uh, I, I just think you should lose twenty-five percent of your titles as a result. I think that Same. was a good point. Thank yeah. you for that. Tough uh, but email. fair. Tough Char- but fair. Charlotte Agreed. agrees. Charlotte yep. Ingalls agrees. Yep. Uh, all right, there you go. The extra points gang at gmail.com. I'm say it one more time. Extra points for extra pay parlay. Cowboys minus seven and a half. Chiefs minus ten and a half. Vikings plus eight and a half. Get on that soon. Get on that now because those numbers could change. It got boosted from plus 479 to plus 550. Charlotte, what's going on this weekend? She's got new hair. She's got a new attitude. She's checking out restaurants. New hair, very, uh, snarkier than ever. Yep, she's got a new mask, and uh, she's going out. Big plans this weekend, no? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll just you know, sit in another outdoor restaurant and, and drink too much wine, but um, <laughs> I what do I have? I wrote something about baseball um, that is on the Fox Sports app today. New episode of the People Sports Podcast with me and Mark Titus. We drafted our um, ultimate beer league softball team of athletes who played uh, over the age of 35 or longer. Um, and I'm at the wilder things on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, follow me and stuff. There you go. Dave minus three podcasts with Jeff Schwartz. You're at get- Damashek on Twitter. Correct. Uh, before get before the- you, add, I, I want to, oh, no, good. At, at, what, I was just going to advise Charlotte, get the best table in the uh, outdoor seating area. Slip them a dollar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think I haven't been get- Dave? Can we get the table in the back, sir? I got uh, this is for you. You got a free you know, like dessert a- last night. I've never done that before. I, I wonder if Sal, we'll talk about that at another time because we're already uh, gargantuan in, in, in length here. But um, speaking, I, of I, Dan, I, speaking of Sal, Dan. you know how to slide. You know how to slip a, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. a bill to somebody. I'm not good at that. I got You got to teach me your ways. Well, that. yeah, I I've, I've had to pay people off and get paid and uh, yeah, on the sly uh, many times. But how Dan, do you think I about- got this job? <laughs> That's right. With the outdoor seating, um, speaking of the Steelers are having fans, will any Damashek's be in attendance for these uh, home games? That's a great question. I, If anybody were, it would be my sister Amy who would be heading over there right now. I'm sure the old man ain't uh, making the trip over to Heinz Field. I really, dude, I got to get out there and see uh, Heinz Field. Dude. I got to catch uh, Roethlisberger before all this thing is done. But um, yeah, the most important thing, battle for Pennsylvania. Do the right thing. I know it's now seven Steelers fans. So what? Take it anyway. Eagles fans have dignity and at least bet your team plus seven and a half and do it at FanDuel.com 
slash minus three is the only place you're going to get those odds. There you go. All right. I'm at the cousin Sal on Twitter. Yeah. Download. We have a lot of good stuff. Lemon pepper parlay guys. They put up a good podcast. We have waiver wire with Jerry and Jen uh, laugh lines, Rachel Bonetta's birthday. We had fun with that this week. Uh, obviously our podcast is dynamite clicking on all cylinders. And uh, what am I missing? Joel, what am I missing? Jim, how dare I forget somebody? No, minus three, we said, right? Against we got all, all odds, your show? Against all odds, yeah, those guys. Well, they went 0 for 3 last night. I'm not going to I'm not gonna promote them at all. No, against mm-hmm. all odds, a degenerate trifecta. Go to extrapoints.com. Those guys give free picks every single day. And as a reminder, even mm-hmm. though you may feel like an underdog, please remember that you're all my favorites. See you Monday.